You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Peshera. And today we have a guest we're very happy to have here, Joanne Nozachinsky. Beautiful. Thank you for coming on, Joanne. Thanks for having me. And did he actually get that right? Or he did. He, oh, super sweet. I, did you notice that pause? I had to say it in my head first. And you then, were trying really hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I got it. I got it. Now I'll never say it wrong ever again. Um, but no, Joanne's on. We're happy to have you on. Uh, we just met because we just did the morning show mm-hmm. with you and Bill. On we, Compound Media. Compound Media. So you were very gracious to have us on the show and then to come and do the podcast with us. So, And you picked a movie that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, as far as 80s action movies go, uh, <laughs> it's it's alternative. Yeah, I would say this movie would be considered alternative yeah, in yeah. any genre. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, alternative so movie. you know, sometimes people have to think about this. You didn't have to think about what movie. You immediately said this movie. So why don't you tell us the movie and what, why it resonated with you so much that you were dying to talk about this movie. All right, the movie is Stayin' Alive, uh, starring <laughs> Mr. John Travolta. Made in 83, and correct me if I'm wrong, written, directed, and produced by Sly Stallone. Absolutely. And that's where I got excited. So, we, I mean, we, we don't have hard and fast rules about other podcasts. I like the movies to be connected to the 80s in action. And to me, even though this is a movie about Broadway dancers uh, in New York, <laughs> the fact that Stallone is involved is enough for me. Like this, I mean, Stallone, Stallone is the patron saint of this podcast. So mm-hmm. any movie that Stallone did in the 80s yeah. is something that we should talk about on this podcast. So this is a really interesting choice because it's the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. It's a sequel that came, I think, six years later. Right. Um, and it's about uh, Tony Manero, which is John Travolta's character. You know, he was the toast of Brooklyn when he was going to all these discos. He was a big fish in a small pond, but you know what? Then he moves to Manhattan, and suddenly he isn't a big shot anymore, and he is hit in the pavement. He has to audition. He has to work all these odd jobs just to make ends meet and pursue his dream. Yeah, so I, I'm a huge uh, fan of Saturday Night Fever. I've actually never seen this movie before. We discussed it. So I actually think I saw Staying Alive first. Really? Which is funny. Um, and then I watched Saturday Night Fever and I was like, I love staying alive so much. I'm gonna love Saturday uh, Night Fever. Yeah. And I found it to be, can I say this, a little rapey? Uh, it's a lot rapey. <laughs> you yeah. can definitely say it. Uh, so here's the funny thing about Saturday Night Fever. I think it's a, it's a great movie. I think Travolta is, if they would have given him the Oscar for that movie, I would have, I think it would have been justified. He's amazing mm-hmm. in that movie. And at the time he's a sitcom actor. He was on Welcome Back, Cotter. Totally. And he's given this chance to play this character. And the movie is remembered as this like disco and the white suit and the music and the Bee Gees. It's a really dark movie. Oh, yeah. It's a really like interesting like drama kind of slice of life of this community of like, you know, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn in the 70s that you didn't see in mainstream movies at the time. Yeah. And it's just funny. I think more than any other movie that I can think of 
the the way the movie is thought of versus the way the movie actually is is really far apart. Yeah. So like it's it's just kind of like when people are like, oh, the disco era, it's ridiculous. Look mm-hmm. at the clothes they're wearing. Look at the music they listen to. The and then you watch the movie, and the movie is really heavy, and it's about this character who's a really is piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John and like that's like the power of movie stars is that it's John Travolta, but he's playing a like a, a like a really unlikable character. Totally. And like all of his friends, equally unlikable, if oh, not yeah. more so. Mm-hmm. He's almost like the the best of, of all of them. So I yeah. guess that's his redeeming quality. <laughs> well so I, I like he doesn't rape his friend, he just almost rapes yeah. her. <laughs> he tries so hard not to and yeah. it's like he gets like heroic. pissed about the fact that he might have to rape like he's like he feels like he's roped into this. Like I gotta do this because my friends are expecting this. Yeah. Right. It's so terrible. But I I mean I think the performance is great. I think it's I'm you know I'm Italian from Jersey and so I would you know I would always say that you know like the uh, Travolta sitting on the on the bench looking at looking at the skyline in Manhattan from Brooklyn was me in Jersey. Like that totally. was my dream as a kid was to be in New York City. And I always say like, I live in Manhattan now. Like that was one of my dreams was to mm-hmm. just live in New York City. And to be, and I, you know, that family, it, it bothers me because that's a lot like my family in certain ways. Yeah. Where like, the, you know, the parents are always railing on the kids. There's, you're never good enough. They don't understand, they don't understand like uh, the dreams do you know what I mean? Like totally. they, they come from a certain world. Working it, class people. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I have to give my parents credit because my parents actually are, you know, are, they are supportive, but they can't help still do that Italian thing. My mom would be like, oh, so uh, how come you haven't written a book yet? Like, oh, you're trying to make me feel guilty? Like, I'm not a good enough artist for you? Like, yeah. but it, it, there's, there's they always- They don't mean it. They don't yeah, mean they don't it, mean any harm by no. it, but that's just the way that they are. I know, I have that too, man. But um, yeah. it's funny because I no- I had known about this sequel. I knew Stallone directed. I had actually thought this was Stallone's first movie directing. It's not, which is actually more interesting to me because I actually, watching it now, I was like, oh, this is a movie. This was sort of like a practice run for Stallone as a director. Mm-hmm. But he had already directed uh, Rocky Three, yeah. and he had directed a couple other movies. And it's I- I'm curious like how – I never heard him talk about this movie, like why he directed it. I think no, I don't want to say something that's inaccurate, but I feel like I had read some interviews, and he was just really kind of taken with John Travolta, and he. <laughs> you really, can tell by the way this movie is and made. He liked this, this movie, idea man. of training him, like he Ooh. trained Travolta to get in this dancer shape, because in a lot of the film, uh, especially the last eighteen-minute dance sequence, <laughs> yeah. he yeah, is yeah. just. Yes, folks. He if is you topless seen it. and he is covered in body oil. Glistening. And you see what a every body. muscle. What a body. He is so cut. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> which you know is a a depart not a departure. You know he was in he's been in good shape in other films, either sure. even Saturday Night Fever. But mm-hmm. you know it is this idea of really wanting to be a contender, of wanting to to make it in this world, and and not only what you know an actor like John Travolta will do to make a role good, but what the character Tony Manero will do. Yeah. To to get what he wants. A hundred percent. He's like super oddly driven, and he keeps like. Running, but he's living with like a bunch of, I guess, random people. Wait, wait, what, that, what kind so of that, living? So that doesn't exist anymore. That's funny that you said. What that, is that? That doesn't exist anymore. Those Am were I too like young to understand. They were hotels. What? They were that you could basically rent a long term room in. Yeah. Really? And somebody would like there would be one phone. Okay. There would be like shared bathrooms. Right. And it was like 
it's weird because this a lot of what this movie is about is about trying to make it in New York, in New York City. Yes, yeah. and that's why too. I, I feel like it's actually Stallone's story, and that's what's interesting about it. Is like I, I feel like Stallone is telling his story through this character, but with a dancer, character. with a dancer. And but it, you know, strange. it mirrors like you know, it's not that far off from no. like training to be a boxer. No, yeah, and and the kind of stuff that existed in New York City at that time, there was like always extreme wealth. And extreme poverty in New York City. Sure. What you didn't have, and what I joke about now is like, you know, because like comedy and improv are in style now. So it's like, it's like a, it's like an acceptable bourgeois thing for you to go to college and then your parents help you with your rent while you take improv classes at UCB. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that's why the market in New York City is totally out of whack because people are like, oh, two thousand dollars for for a. a Studio, that sounds great. Well, yeah, the the struggling artist, there kind of isn't that well, it's as beca- much anymore. It's become more bourgeois. It's yeah. like it's like your parents support you. This was this time was like literally like you're a freak and you ran away from home mm-hmm. yeah. and the only thing you can do is work three jobs and live in a flop house yeah. with winos and drug addicts. Right, like that's what New York was at that time. It's like you're lucky to get a room. You know, in Times Square, so that you can walk to your auditions right. and pay a hundred dollars a month. But it's right. like you're, you're, you're like you're in the opening scene. He's washing his clothes in I the shower. I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite parts, and I don't know why. It's also like when I was watching Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. And he's sleeping on that dirty mattress. Hell yeah, and the, dude. And I, there's a part of me that admires that. Yeah, yeah. It's this oh, you should idea see my apartment. Of, <laughs> you should come over. Why no, are we but, doing this at Peter's? But it's this idea of my identity is not. Fixed in this space, right, you right. know, it's yes. not like I need. It's these a means to an to end. Happy. Yeah, it's exactly. like this is where I sleep, so I can just do whatever else. Like I don't need to create a home because I'm too busy creating this life I want. I mean, it's gonna sound. I mean, it's gonna sound like an excuse, but that's genuinely how I feel about my apartment. Like I spend seven hours sleeping there, hopefully a night, and then the rest of the day is either at work. We're doing spots at comedy clubs. We're doing podcasts. Totally. Trying to create something. So I, I, I don't spend much time there. And I mean, I should I should clean it and, <laughs> and, and take care of it better. But like, to be honest, there is some sort of romantic aspect to like. Being a recluse. Yeah. Well, not even a recluse. Just like that's the place where I sleep. And mm-hmm. that's it, really. It's not a home, like you yeah. said. I mean, I'm like kind of half in between because I spent years like living in my grandmother's house, commuting to New York City. Yeah. So I feel like I worked so hard to get an apartment that I wanted to. And I, not, not that I like, I don't entertain here. But like, this is where I keep right. my books and my movies and I have my TV and read and read. You're and stuff. a particular guy. Uh, yeah. You, I, you like having things organized. But I've also like, I I was also the guy who like would sleep in train stations and like travel through Europe. You know what I mean? Like oh. like sleep under a palm tree in France. Yeah, I, I could never do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. such a homebody. I, mm. I like having my space that feels comfortable mm-hmm. and it's particular. And I think that's why I love these characters so much because I want to not care as much. You know what I mean? Like yes. I want to not need all of these um you know, first world things to make me comfortable. So it's, again, it's funny, like thinking about this and thinking about, because in Saturday Night Fever, he lives with his parents mm-hmm. and he's dancing and he is, he's the big fish in the small pond. And like, so right. you've never seen Saturday Night Fever, right? No. So in that movie, he's like, he literally works at a paint store. I've seen enough clips, I think. His, go on. You know, his parents are these, you know, mm-hmm. blue collar Italians and every, he basically saves up his money and every Saturday night they go to the disco <laughs> in the neighborhood. And that's yeah. like, that's, you know, the, he's like the big shit at, at the disco, they get seven but, and sevens. But he, yes, which I drink. I also drink seven and sevens. Uh, 
And uh, he dreams of like one day being a, you know, a star in New York City. And he meets a girl who's already sort of pretending to, she like works as a secretary in New York. And mm-hmm. she talks about like how the women in the office drink tea with honey, tea with lemon. Tea, they always drink tea with now, lemon. Which, now I might be digressing a little bit, but speaking of that scene in Saturday Night Fever. So she's talking about this life in New York and he is just housing this cheeseburger. Yeah. And this is something I love about not only Saturday Night Fever, but staying alive. And maybe it was Stallone like wanting to keep that trueness to that character in the second film. But so in the first film, the iconic scene in Saturday Night Fever, he's eating those slices of pizza. Mm -hmm. He's picking up the paint. He gets the two slices. He puts it on top of each other. He's eating and he's walking. And he's such like a, it's like an animalistic thing almost. He's he's strutting. He's strutting down the street. He's just chomping on this pizza. You know, it's just, it's not a big deal, right? And then there's this scene where he's talking with this woman in the in the diner or whatever luncheonette, and he's just yeah. like, there's ketchup on his face, and he's just eating this burger. And then in Staying Alive, he goes and he visits his mom, and she has mm-hmm. pie for him. Right, yeah. And she really wants him to eat a second slice of pie. No, Ma, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. And then finally, once he gets off his chest, you know, he talks to her. Then he's like, all right, I'll eat the rest of the pie. And there's just like crumbs on his face. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just so true to the character. Like that attention to detail, I think, was was deliberate. I do. Yeah. Unless that's just how John Travolta eats. <laughs> it might, what, yeah, funny it might just be, he's, you know, he's a gobone and a that's it. It just man. gave me like a little bit of like a, a twinge because I... My family, there was always like, oh, just stay home. You can save money. But it's, it's the, I, what, the reason I identify with this character is like, it's the safety of home is oppressive. And if you want to go out and you want to, yeah. if you want to do something that no one you know has ever done before, you can't do it from a safe place. Like you have to take the risk. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's being in that place where you know you're going to get a meal, you know you're going to have a place to sleep, yep. you know everything's going to be okay. That safety is what keeps you from taking the risks that you need to take. And that's what th- those of us who are here in New York City are here because we weren't happy living in the comfortable house in New Jersey or in Rockland County. And totally. it's and it, that's why sure. that and I, I think what Stallone was really smart with this was kind of seeing this character like, all right, who does this character become? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can sort of the, the the fantasy Hollywood thing is oh he just moves to New York and becomes a huge star, mm-hmm. but that's but everybody is the star in their hometown that comes to New York. Yeah, everybody at Harvard was the valedictorian of their high school, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're with 500 other valedictorians, mm-hmm. and then what are you gonna do? Right. And I think that like that's why like I I actually really like what I enjoyed about this movie was was that I don't know I, the the chorus being a chorus line dancer I don't know if I saw Tony Manero doing that. See, can we talk about that part of the movie? Yeah, so we, should, we just okay. do like a quick plot synopsis. So sure, he, yeah, yeah. The movie Let's, starts, he's living in a- in, I'm sorry, no. The no, you don't want- The movie starts oh, so t- with t- a brilliant talk audition about it. <laughs> yeah, Talk yeah, about yeah. it. If you've ever seen scene. the musical A Chorus Line, right? It's kind of like that. It's cutthroat. It's yeah. people dressed well, like giving their all to this probably, you know, six counts of eight- dance sequence sure. boys and girls this director bark and orders um, it's a uh, red from that 70s show yeah also sorry what, just yeah. had to mention yes. sneaky had a great 80s kurtwood uh kurtwood smith 
he was also the bad guy in Robocop. Yes. Which yes. is one of his first like actual, he's basically an extra in this movie. I don't think he has any He dialogue. doesn't have one line. Mm, he no. just gives a scowl to uh, John Travolta in the beginning. <laughs> just that indicates that he didn't get the part. Yeah. And that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but it's it's so great. And he ultimately gets cut. He gets cut from this audition. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's this high energy sort of exciting opening and you mm-hmm. see Travolta dancing, which is quite lovely. Yeah. Um, and then it's just him then leaving from there to go to one of his day jobs, to go home and shower, to go to his other one. So it's setting the tone for the film. Right. Disappointment in the doldrums, work in those day jobs, just wanting that big break to happen. This, like Travolta is, it's, I mean, he's beautiful in this movie. Like the camera he's loves John Travolta. That and he's, chiseled face. He's had one of the, a really interesting career because he was, he was basically a child actor. He was a teen on a sitcom does Saturday Night Fever, gets nominated for an Oscar. This movie actually kind of like put his career- Wait, was this before or after Grease? This was after Grease. After Grease so he yeah. like so Grease and Saturday Night Fever were like a one-two punch. Like okay. huge, he's the biggest star in the world. He does Urban Cowboy, which is a huge hit right, right. too. He's like hugely influential in the culture. I mean, that, that the, you know, you've, if you hold up a white suit, people are gonna say, oh, John Travolta in oh, yeah. Saturday Night yeah. Fever. And then this movie actually, he kind of was in the dumps after, for like years after this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of ended his mm-hmm. his first run until until Tarantino basically resurrected him with with Pulp Fiction ten years later. But um, the camera, like, just he he's really he's a really good. Some people are just born to be in front of the camera, and he's just one of those people who's just. He's, this was peak John Travolta yeah. hotness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's very oh, yeah. attractive. Uh, I Wait, always, you didn't like Michael John Travolta. When wait. he played the angel. Oh, I hate it. Wait, wait, Just wait. like the pudgy. So I'm when, trying so, to think. Are we talking Pulp Fiction? So after, no, no, no. so after Pulp Fiction, oh, when he got like hot again, they basically threw everything. He every, got hot after that? No, no. I, when he got hot like in the business. Oh, okay. His career got hot. I was going to say. I thought, no, no. He, did, yeah. he definitely did not get hot. No. He was fat. But yeah. he, in the business, he got hot. So they kind of threw everything at him. Okay. So one of the things he did was he played an angel who comes to earth. And it's called Michael. Michael. What movie is this? I think this it's is called when, Michael. Oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. Do you remember that show Touched by an Angel? I yeah, feel like yeah, that yeah, was when course, the yeah. angel idea was really big. There was Phenomenon too, is another mm-hmm. movie where he he becomes a genius and no one knows why. It, it, like they literally anything they These get all up, sound so bad. They're really yeah. bad. It was it, there was a reason why he went back to being like, Oh yeah, John Travolta's not good anymore. <laughs> you know, like he had like that it, I think Mickey Rourke did it too, where Mickey Rourke does the wrestler. Oh yeah, and you're like, oh my god, oh, Mickey shit, Rourke is great. back, and yeah. then he does Iron Man two, great, and then he goes back to his Mickey Rourkeness. Yeah. So John Travolta went back to his John Travolta ness mm-hmm. and just started doing terrible movie after terrible movie, and then he just kind of cratered again until the OJ thing. Yeah. Just recently, he was great in that. Maybe yeah, I mean, TV is his his medium again. Well, yeah. he's a good actor when I think maybe properly directed. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to know how there's much. Mo- there's moments in this movie when you forget how. I don't know how to put it. You forget how sort of ridiculous like the 80s were and ridiculous dancing mm-hmm. is and just it's like a male uh, story, like an uh, ego male, like yes. I'm going to win this, so I'm going to get this in such a feminine environment. Yeah. Like it really is. Well, and also what's really cool about uh-huh. this film is that a woman holds the power so yeah. basically, uh-huh. this is one of the few films that I can think of off the top of my head where a man sleeps his way into a job. That's true. That's yeah. true. This is a very like he's the sexual object in that yeah. relationship. He is, he is really objectified, he is. which makes like there's all these rumors about John Travolta being gay. 
I mean, they're not. What do you think? Like this, this movie is a clear. Yes. How many, how many times when you were watching this, were you like, now I get the rumor. Oh, that's why he is gay. You you have never been in a Broadway community. There are men like that, that are just beautiful players. They're gay. They (laughs) sleep around with lots of women. I'm sure that there are gay guys. Gay guys do that stuff too. But mm-hmm. true. However, yeah, but I I don't know. Well, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. There are definitely those guys. I know a lot of people in theater that, that are, you know, that aren't gay and their players are good looking guys, actors, all, all different types. But the, there's a few just moments in, in this movie in particular where you could just he's a gay man. He, he likes man ass. And you see it in his eyes in this movie, in like one of the ten montages that well, where he's dancing with all these women, and it just doesn't feel like the relationship well, with I, with the woman. Who- I understand that. However, I will say I think it's just because he is actually not the best dancer. So what you're seeing mm. is an awkwardness, not with dealing with the female form, but rather not fully being able to execute these moves. I'll allow that because it, it it does seem like he's he's in over his head. I mean, some of this some yeah. of these moves are like well, incredibly so I don't, so technical. There's I don't, is a weird thing to say, like a type of gay. Is that a weird thing to say? There, yeah. there is the like the guy who attracts women but doesn't know how to deal with women and knows him. Yeah. and knows he's supposed to want to be around women but doesn't really want to be around women kind of gay. Yeah. And I think I think that's maybe what because he. I mean, to this day, he's got a wife. Yeah, he's been playing a Why straight did you do guy. Air quotes with wife. It's <laughs> legally his wife. <laughs> it, well, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. a wife. Yeah, he lives. He lives as a him. straight man. Yeah. but nobody has any problem believing that that's all a facade. But, but I, I don't know that. Why is it necessarily a sexuality thing? Can he just be a weird dude? Like he's a Scientologist. True, he's what, definitely a weird like, dude. The thing I was going to say is I don't know how much of the Scientology has has to do with where he is today, what, think, where he was then. What, yeah. Like maybe maybe he got the opportunities he got at the time because of Scientology and maybe he became uh, not as good of an actor over time because of the Scientology. Mm. So I think that's possibly the case with him, which is weird because Tom Cruise, I think, is the opposite. I think Tom Cruise, right. like John Travolta was picked. Like it was clear that John Travolta, like you, you can't look, you look at John Travolta in this movie and he's clearly a movie star. Like it's yeah. undeniable. Yeah, absolutely. But you watch a movie like The Outsiders and Tom Cruise is like number nine on the call sheet. Yeah. So Tom Cruise had to fight to be Tom Cruise. And the reason that Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise today, what, everybody says the same thing about Tom Cruise. He's the first guy there. He's the last guy who leaves. He knows everybody. He fucking jumps out of planes. He flies. Like that's who Tom Cruise is. John Travolta is the guy like he was good at it right away Mm -hmm. and so maybe he didn't have to work at it so i wonder if the scientology made him lazy i don't know it's it's i mean it's it's all conjecture there's no way to really know of course and and, and it's definitely tongue-in-cheek when i'm you know i like the idea of like like some of the stories where like he would push his ass up for with the male masseuse masseuse. have you heard that story I mean, I mean that's I a funny fucking story because you could see someone doing that who wants to like hide their. But gayness. again, it's like also someone who's just so out of touch. Like, True. Do you know exactly. Even just <laughs> like if you're no game with no, men or women, right? You know, well, like, but, like but again, a, just a gay guy would wouldn't do that. Well, we like, yeah. you know, we talked weird. we talked about it on your show. It's like game is for guys who 
don't look like Brad Pitt and John Travolta. Do you know what I mean? Like those mm, guys, when, when your whole life people, women are throwing themselves at you, you don't develop a way to approach women. Yeah. You don't, you, if anything, you have to f- have a way to get, get them away from you. Like there's mm-hmm. probably too many of them coming at you. Yeah, so then all get, of a sudden you become ew, middle. All get of a sudden your you, pussies away from you. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. I just want to dance. I just want to dance. <laughs> it's true. I, I just want my body to look amazing. So that was to, the original title of it. To me, the more interesting is like, is, is, Stal- is Stallone directing this movie? Because I, I really thought this was dr- Stallone's like practice. I can't believe this movie came out after Rocky three because I feel it feels like a practice run for Rocky three to me. The montages, like he he's like oh this I, he's like I, or oh, I was he just trying to recreate it? Maybe mm. I mean I, but again I think it's like I think Stallone is part of that. He, he takes from his life, he takes from his experience. This like there's so many montages. The structure of it is basically the same as Rocky three. Like it's you know it's a lot of close. It's you know the bodies are dancing instead of fighting, but it's the same shots, it's the same kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I think it's. I mean, I think it's interestingly done. There's a lot of close-ups of Travolta's face where he's acting very still. That is really interesting. Uh, the the best, maybe the, my favorite cameo of all time is is Stallone. <laughs> yep. On so the I, I I must have missed this. Where yeah, in the okay. very beginning, when, when, he's walking the street. He's, he's walking just down walking. the street, and yeah. Stallone is in a fur. Huh. <laughs> and I like what you did with your hands in there. A fur, and I think John Travolta's in like a leather jacket, and they pass each other. Um. So like. Uh, Travolta's walking toward camera and so you're seeing Stallone's back walking away from the camera but then he turns around to look at Travolta so you see his face in like a turnaround but that's it that's it he's wearing sunglasses and the fur it's like a split second okay but uh, it's amazing it's an amazing cameo Um, well I like that I like an understated cameo not like a so this movie builds to yeah the worst Broadway musical of okay. all time. Yeah, it's by the way, it's like it's 17 minutes long. They show the whole thing. Satan's yeah. Alley. Satan's, Satan's Alley. Alley. It is about oh. a woman descending into or no, he descends into hell. Yeah. And then he meets the the lead dancer, the woman, who is the woman he slept with to get the job. Yeah. Um, although it wasn't this job, it was essentially their chemistry that helped him get this part, the man who originally had the lead dancing part was fired. Which, I, oddly enough, I think they were implying that the lead dancer was, was gay. gay. And that's yes. why he needed a passion. They didn't yes. directly say it, but the guy was like, when he, <laughs> when um, when the director guy was like giving Tony the chance, to, uh, John Travolta's character, the gay, well, the guy, the blonde dancer was like, this isn't fair. What the fuck is yeah. happening? And like, he it was really, out, yeah. he was freaking out and he was, and he was like the more qualified dancer. Mm-hmm. And even the, the woman, the girl, she was like, oh, he's, he's not, he's an amateur. What do you, this is mm-hmm. crazy. But the implication was because he was attracted to her in the, you know, in the reality of this movie that that worked better. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy was too rigid. Or so something. the woman is Finola Hughes, yes. who I remember from General Hospital. I was going to ask you, she's amazing in this. She who is. is she was on General Hospital for like 20 years. And she I might have done another soap never too. heard of her. She's so attractive. So what I, I was like, this comes up in this podcast, like I watched a lot of these movies and I listened to music, but I also was just constantly exposed to whatever my mom and my sister were watching and listening to. Oh. So I probably listened to Whitney Houston as much as I listen to Guns N' Roses. Not on purpose as a kid. Yeah. So I'm as soon as I saw Finola Hughes, I immediately You were knew. like, she was one of my first wet dreams. So whenever I, I got no, whenever I, I got when I got home from school at three o'clock, it was General Hospital and I forget what the other one was. 
And then at four o'clock was Oprah. So nice. every day that was my life after. We had wow. one We had one TV. I think yeah. I got the first, I was the oldest child, so I was the first one to get my own television. Oh, wow. But every day it was, it was General Hospital and Oprah after school. So yeah. I just couldn't help it. Like I just, so Finola Hughes was a big part of my childhood. So I was like, oh, young you Finola go. Hughes. Um, and she has a great line in the film. So she has an accent. I am assuming that's but real. It seems like I a real so. British accent. So. Um, yeah. She says, I forget how the line starts, but it finishes with everybody uses everybody. Yes, yes. Which she says to John Travolta because essentially he was saying, you were using me for my body. Yeah, like she yeah. slept with him. Yep. Uh, kind of got him the job, but brushed him off then. And, 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 and also and, just like kicks him out of her house. Yeah. She's like, get out of here. Like, so, they- but I love that idea because he he is at the same time using people. His good friend, oh. who's a dancer in the chorus, mm-hmm. he's sleeping with her. He uses her place for probably, I don't know, a better night's sleep. Yeah. Like literally, it seems like every night. He calls her after yeah. sleeping with Finola Hughes because he just doesn't want to go home and be yeah. alone. Yeah. Right. Been there. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm I know patrolling of, the streets yeah, 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 yeah. when she asks why he's you, up that you're late. You're so strange. She's very, I think Finola Hughes is very unlikable in this. Like I, I, by design, she's really? the villain of the movie, I guess. What? But oh, I oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was missed. Yes, she is the villain of yeah. the movie. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I wanted, maybe like a Michelle Pfeiffer or somebody would have oh. made it a little bit more complex. I think, I think she was a little on the nose. It was just like, this is what she is. He likes her, but she's not. Yeah, her her dialogue scenes could have could have been better. It's like besides yeah. being hot and being the star, right? There wasn't a re- that was it. Like, there was no like revealing of well, of another side of her character. I am curious who else was in the running for that. And then if they did chemistry reads, mm-hmm. was it like John Travolta who said, "I want this person"? Deborah Winger would have been an interesting choice. No. Another great actor from that time period. I love uh, Deborah. I don't Winger. know who that is. Um, she was she's she was huge. Do you in the think 80s. Uh, so? Stallone probably had a part in the casting. Right. I would, oh, I would for sure. Say for so. sure. Yeah. So, uh, do you think Stallone would have been like, "Hey, John, who do you want?" Or do you think Stallone would have had full control? Well, we well, talk about Stallone. It's a lot funny on because the podcast. It, it's funny because uh, tr- in Saturday Night Fever, it's two women that actually went on to not be stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, I mean, Finola Hughes went on to be a, 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 a soap opera star, but not really a movie star. So no. Once again, it's two women that are really overshadowed by Travolta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was by design or that was a coincidence. Or yeah, like they didn't want a Michelle Pfeiffer type or her, you know, because they don't want it to. I just had a They funny, wanted it to be a John Travolta. I just had a funny thought. There, there needed to be like an Apollo Creed in this movie. Like there needed to be another character who was fun and interesting that took some of the attention away from the, the primary. Mm. It, it actually almost is. So, you know, the, the guy playing the guitar, that's Frank Stallone. So that's Sylvester Stallone's brother. Oh, I didn't know. So who's a mu- who's a musician and an actor, and he um, he was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for the song, the, the opening song in this yeah. movie. Mm. And um, this is it. Yeah, yeah. He, I follow him on Instagram. He's my favorite Instagram follow. Oh, now I have to. Far, he just lives this like life in like he's in like the periphery of Hollywood. But he like he'll be like, yeah, I went to the shooting range today, and then I went to my favorite place for lunch. And he's like, he has like really simplistic. He's conservative, but he's like really like simplistic politics. Mm-hmm. It's like I hate those commies. Kind of like <laughs> he's not really getting into the issues. He's yeah. just like these damn Hollywood liberals. Yeah. Meanwhile, he lives in Hollywood, and his brother's fucking Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah, but um, 
He's so like he'll 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 post about like ironing his shirts and then he'll post about his guitars. It's just like it's batshit, but amazing. My by far my favorite Instagram account to follow is Frank Stallone, another person I would love to get on this podcast. But he still he performs all the time. Like he's a he's a I'll singer. See what I can do. He's a singer and a musician yeah, and let's a performer. Get him on. Have you ever, oh my god! Would you have Frank on morning? Uh yes. Like we, if he hit you if up, if we got Frank, yes. to, if, if we get Frank St- Stallone to New York, we have to we have to like yeah. use his time wisely. We can't oh, just man. do one thing with him. I I just I love everything about this movie. <laughs> I I have seen it probably in full at least a dozen times, and then this is my drunk movie. You know mm-hmm. when you get home mm-hmm. and you're drunk and it's like two a.m. and you're like, but I don't want to go to sleep yet. Let me put something on. I always put this on. Um, and I, I never get through it all, but like yeah. it's comforting for me. There's great lines to quote. Um, whose limo is this? Yeah, it's one it, of my favorites. Well, that's a weird scene because it's obviously yes, hers. It's all weird, isn't it? Weird. It's <laughs> this is a strange movie. It really is. Man. I can't imagine seeing this movie though and not having seen Saturday Night Fever though. That's interesting. To I me paused that- this movie about ten times and went. Come on. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like some of the songs, like I just, maybe it's because I was born in the 90s and I just, it's just over the top as fuck. Like, like, like the whole thing is over the top. Yeah. I mean. Another great Stallone movie that we need to do on this podcast. Over the top? Yeah. Come on. It's he's a, the he's the most on the nose Guido fucking Dago I love him idiot. so much. I love him, I love so him much. too. He's, he's a fucking my, He's idiot, my favorite. Dude. He's my favorite. <laughs> dude, Travolta. Over the, over the top is an arm wrestling movie. This is almost like Travolta's version of Stallone. This is as much Stallone Travolta can be. Oh, yeah. Tony, well, I think that was kind yeah, of the point. That is definitely. He, he plays up the Italian thing mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, like I guess he did that in Siren Night Fever too. But oh, again, yeah. and I didn't it's see great. That. It's okay. yeah. he's great, and the the whole thing is the family stuff is really. Don't touch my hair. What's the line? He's don't like, miss my he, hair. He hits my hair. Don't miss my hair. I spent a lot of time on my, my hair, hair. And, he, and he hits it. He hits my hair. No, Travolta is he's a, he's a, again he's a great performer. He's a great actor. He is a good performer, and There's I was no like, dude, Pulp that. Fiction was huge oh, for yeah. me. Oh, it's a great and, movie. It's he he is great in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and then a year later he did Get Shorty, and he's very different in Get Shorty, and he's phenomenal in Get Shorty. And Get Shorty was kind of a return to him, like playing a gangster, um, but very like Travolta is very funny. I don't think he gets credit for being. Yeah, that's true. He has great comedic he's got timing. Good comedic timing, yes. Um, but he's also again, it's it's hard. Where like, I don't know. He's he's literally been a star for so long. His he's got to be a little fucked up. I I keep going back to like wondering like who he is he's like he's probably like of all like the major movie stars i think he's like the biggest cipher like he's the hardest one to get a read on well i think the 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 rumor the big rumor even you could call it a conspiracy theory is that you know scientology they'll like excommunicate you and like drop information so they basically to when you get into scientology you do uh something called i can't remember what it's called but a reading of some sort where you basically can you just tell them everything you've yeah. done in your yeah. life and whatever they you know negative energy whatever they call it but you basically they record the sessions mm-hmm. audio and they use it against you and yeah. they use it against you if you ever decide to leave so my i mean the conspiracy theory is that he confessed that, that about, he's gay and, uh, Tom, and Tom Cruise too. as well yep. yes in 2019 like what it's like the, the right. it's well, like the Kevin Spacey thing it's like when i heard the Kevin Spacey thing i'm like i'm like oh he's a regular gay guy like that's like what is, right. what are they worried about at this point yeah. well no i know but it, it would have made this conspiracy theory makes a lot more sense when the rumors were out there like to yeah. what 2000 2001 like 
Because also it could involve other people, you know, uh-huh. things he said and like he's yeah. not doing it, could be, it just to protect himself. It could also you know be. What? It could be a lot darker than he's just. It gay. could be like the whole Hollywood pedophile thing that they won't tell us about. That's true, because he would have been a prime candidate for. I mean, come on, he was beautiful. Michael Jackson is a distraction. Michael Jackson's innocent. They're doing this on purpose. All right. Wait, who is? So I don't Hollywood or I don't, Scientology. I don't. I don't, I don't believe that. in conspiracy theories, but if I was going, this is the one I. But I, that's but, always good when you followed up with a. But. Here's a here's a thought process. What if the whole Michael Jackson thing coming out now is because the story will fall apart, and then it'll be like, oh, look at this. They tried to go after Michael Jackson. It was all bullshit. Look at what they did to him. It's crazy. And then it'll be there'll be stories. Is pedophilia really an issue in Hollywood? Is there really a pedophilia epidemic going on? And then there'll be all these stories where it's like, maybe it's not that big. And then it'll be like, you know, can a 16-year-old choose what he wants to do? And then can a 14-year-old? And then it's just a way of sort of- For a re- guy that's not re- into conspiracy. Reprogramming. creating your own conspiracy <laughs> no. Reprogramming people about I, pedophilia. I, I disagree. I feel like- that's a stretch. Yeah. I, when, I get it. It's a thought experiment. When it comes to children, I feel like that's a hard no um, that's been ingrained in us for a while. True, now. but there is a good point uh, in the foundation of what you're talking about. It's crazy that, like, for instance, Louis C.K. is under public scrutiny yes. as much as he is, where Brian Singer, nobody gives a fuck, yeah. where he has obviously been a pedophile for, like, 30 years well, they actively. literally, he directed Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, no, 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 no. I know. And they got him off the, the liner notes as soon as they, you yeah. know, it could have blown up as a bad story for them. But he is still active in Hollywood. And there is a weird thing that, like, maybe people are protecting each other. I mean, yeah. Kevin Spacey's video also, remember that video he did? That when, was weird. That was weird. But also people have, have on the internet have talked about how that actually was a direct message to the people in Hollywood who are doing the pedophilia, because he has this line in there where he says, if you think that I'll go down for the crimes that you know I did commit, uh, he says, uh, I'll definitely not be going down for the crimes I didn't commit. And he's basically saying, like, I know what you guys have done, and I'll tell everyone everything yeah, if I go weird. down for this. If, yeah. It's if a it, weird, like, direct message I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but it, that video was, it did seem to be aimed at someone. How many times did you watch it? Like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I I love movies. I still I still like romanticize Hollywood in the movies. But if you told me that every single famous person in America like actually shook hands with the devil and that and they sold their soul for their career, I'd say it makes perfect sense. Like it like literally like was that when you find out like how their lives turn out? Like it's like oh yeah, it, it makes. Perfect sense. And then again, like that's why Travolta is like this mystery. Cause it's like, it, he, maybe he's just a dude. Maybe that's he's just true. a guy who's married and flies planes and people have just been dog. These rumors have been dogging him his whole life yeah. and he can't do anything about it. And he just, you know, because there, there's something about, um, uh, like Marlon Brando used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hated being a, a movie star. Right. He, he had a lot of mystery around him too. And there, but there was, there's always like, again, like, like the, it's so funny. I, the when he calls his mom and says in staying alive i got a hollywood i got a broadway broadway show, show. she yeah. goes don't take your clothes Close off, off. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the idea for that like bay ridge italian woman is broadway is where they prey on you i mean that is mm-hmm. kind of in that movie yeah that, i oh, i didn't pick and up so on that. it's there and like it's you know the people making the movies live in that world they yeah. know what's really happening but they also know what 
the rumors and the and the innuendo and the you know and the the conspiracies are. So sometimes they play on it. I don't know too. if they knew that back then though. Like they, I, I, they knew the conspiracies, but I don't think that like the public was aware. Yeah, it as made me much. think of like I the uh, the only reason I didn't try out for Real World is because I didn't want my parents watching me on a reality show when I was a kid. I love that you're saying that makes you really think that you would be selected. Yeah, I mean, not, not that the I, only reason, you know, I did an audition. I told MTV, if I no. did, uh, they for thank sure you. would take me, and then my parents would just disown Joy, me. Joy, I'm usually the one to call Peter out, so thank you for taking my spot there. What a what a load of horseshit, dude! It's like me with, you know, I would never go on The Bachelor, but you yeah. know, <laughs> if if I sent in a tape, they would right. immediately want me. Oh on yeah, it. of course. That's why I didn't send in the tape. Just finding I tapes. I didn't want. I didn't want to have to tell MTV no. That's why I never yeah. tried out. Yeah, it would have been yeah. too hard, right? It would have been hard. It would have been hard. Listen, I want to. I want to be host of Jeopardy. I'm upset now because I feel like this is. This, I'm Trebek. I hope he's fine, but if he steps down now, it's like five years too soon for me. Like yeah. I need. A, I need a little five more years in the business before I'm ready for Jeopardy. Yeah. So that would be like my dream job. Who do you think they would do next, though? I have no idea. I mean, those guys. Uh, used, they used, those guys used to get groomed. Like Trebek was like in the game show world for a while before mean, he became Jeopardy host. Yeah, so I, I know he's been doing it since so the who start. Would, but but back then there were people that you would could pick from. It's like who would you pick? I guess it would be a stand up, maybe. Stand ups usually make good hosts. That's yeah. true. But it can't mm. be anyone controversial. No, that's the problem. It has to be. Alex oh, you Trebek know what? Is one of the most vanilla. I know. People would, that would John Mulaney do it? No, you know what they're gonna get? They're gonna get a woman for sure. Yeah, they have to. It's ABC. Mm. A man has been doing. A white man <gasps> has been doing it. Katie Couric. Probably that could uh, make sense. I she's mean, delightful. I've met her. I've actually met really? her a few times. Mm-hmm. Really? She Both of you? At a steakhouse. She used to be a regular at a restaurant I worked in the Upper East Side. She was actually very lovely. Wait, where this did you work? Bitch uh, likes to eat steak. It's called Damn. Spolia on 92nd oh, okay, and Lex. Never been there. There was, there was actually a lot of media. Actually, a lot of Fox people used to come in there. And Coulter was a regular there. I mean, the Upper East Side. Yeah, Tucker. I met Tucker, Tucker Carlson one time and actually had a good talk with him. Guy has he he pops a uh, what is this the alt right corner of the podcast? No, no, he pops. I uh, mean, you know, I used to work at Fox News yeah. Channel, right? I didn't know that. No, yeah. <laughs> I do. I had no idea. So yeah. I know all these people. Thank you. I got out. <laughs> I'm good. You seem very sweet. Well, because you, so you, you red tell. eye was a yeah. great thing for comedians. In, yeah. in oh, red eye is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah well, the number of sense. people I met through that show is incredible. I actually got to see one of the last taping when when Tom Shalhoub took over mm-hmm. a friend of mine um she was like the uh producer for Greta Van Susteren oh yeah so I went and saw them do that show and then afterwards I got to watch a taping of uh of Red Eye and it was it was great they got so lucky that day because do you remember the story about the kid who climbed on the stage speaking of Broadway he climbed on stage during a Broadway show and plugged in his phone yes they actually got him on the phone okay. and he was comedy gold like yeah. he just delivered they're like, what did you do? He's like, yeah, I just, you know, my phone was dying. I had to meet my friend. He's like, I'm out here partying with my boys. I got to meet up with my boys later. He's like, what am I going to do with a dead phone? He was just like, he delivered 100%. But you know, I wanted to go see a production of Brigadoon. And yeah. then I, uh... I, so speaking of Broadway, though, it's like, this, so this movie ends with, what is it called? The Gates of Hell? Uh, no, Satan's, Satan's Alley. Satan's Alley. The worst, like, I was watching this and I'm going, because I, I remember taking my brother to see a Broadway, uh, to see a play that my a friend of mine was in. And, it, you know, the play has, like, it's about sex and there's cursing. And he's like, 
he's like, there's all these like old women in the audience. I was like, yeah, that's the audience for theater. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the show is. They're patrons of the arts. There, it's always, it's the 65-year-old women from the Upper East Side that are basically keeping theater alive in New York, Mm -hmm. no matter what the play is. So I'm watching this scene in this movie thinking like, who is the audience for Satan's Alley? But also, <laughs> these women, their costumes, it's like bondage. Yeah. It's like... It was weird outfits. Yeah. I mean, bondage, would you say in, in like a sexy way? Because I didn't find these outfits sexy. No, in like sexy. a sadomasochistic... Yeah. Like, like, a, yeah. like a ritualistic, satanic cult yeah. kind of a way. It really was weird. Did they used to have dance performances like that? Yes. Those so existed. in the 80s on okay. Broadway, that was a thing. That's cool. Oh, really? To me, it just seems yeah. like I've these never heard of These sort of dance shows, <laughs> at least... I feel like after I Googled, because when gonna, I saw this yeah, movie, I, I was like, I you're basing it on what? the movie. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking, but it was I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Okay. I was trying to imagine like okay. a, a couple from the Midwest who's like, honey, do, do should we see Cats tonight or Satan's Alley? Which one yeah, do you say, want? Uh, yeah. the, the one, the satanic one. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. one is the one where they, they ritually sacrifice a woman on stage uh, every night? Like what's? Mm-hmm. The one with the, the, the hot gay guy. Your friend was talking about it back home. Yeah. Imagine the, someone getting Phantom of the Opera wrong. Right, right. Like Satan's a phantom? No. Oh no, gosh. not phantom. Ugh. Satan of the opera? <laughs> Satan's blowjob in that <laughs> back alley. Alley of the opera? Yeah. That's, that, my mom would do that. My mom gets the information just slightly Moms wrong. Moms always yeah. mess up names of things. It's just the thing. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. my mom, my parents are driving back from Florida right now, and my mom texted me. She goes, we're in Atlanta. There's a lot of skate parks and condos here. I was like, great. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you for the That's <laughs> actually the, the state slogan. And then uh and <laughs> skate then skate parks and condos. And then they went to see my cousin and and my cousin's like, "Yeah, your mom's here. She can't stop talking about condos." I was like, "I don't know what's going on." <laughs> your mom's going like, through They like they like fixate on certain things, you yeah. know don't what I mean? Like parents really do that. Yeah. They get they got on one thing and they keep bringing it up oh around my you. God. It's the other, fucking The other day they, they thought I got a parking ticket and they must ask me 15 times if I had actually and I didn't get the parking ticket and I, and I told them but it, it, between the two of them they each seven or eight times asked me about a parking ticket and I was like why mm-hmm. Are you, I was like you don't have to say the words right. that you're thinking at every moment right. and then they wonder why we don't tell them anything yeah. We, yeah. you wonder why no, we'd rather live yeah. in a flop house in Times Square washing our underwear in the shower yeah. than with our you got parents. any messages any messages <laughs> for me you know what today I don't even care if you got messages I don't even care no, that that was a that that's part of the fantasy though is like living yeah. in New York and being shitty. Like New York shouldn't be too nice. Do you know? What I mean? If anything, the mm-hmm. problem with New York now, like the the problem with art right now, mm-hmm. is that things are it, it's become too bourgeois. It's not an outsider thing anymore. Well, and now then I think the end of the film it leaves you wondering mm-hmm. about success and about a person's trajectory. So Tony Monero then. He, God, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. He just is on the high of this show. He's getting all of these accolades. He's leaving the theater. His friend who he sleeps with is like, oh, aren't we going to go celebrate? And he's like, no, I, I, I got to get out of here. And she asks, what are you going to do? And he goes, strut. I'm going to strut. I love that ending, actually. And so it's just, then it's the, I yeah. can't yeah. do it's, justice it, now. It ends the, the way Saturday starts. And he's just walking. And so it's still very true to him. And it just makes you wonder, like, Will he will he have more fame? Is this just his one hit wonder show? It you does kind of just end. I, yeah. I did like that it just ended. I have to admit, when he said, I'm going to strut, I, I got douche chills all over my body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I felt like throwing my computer out the window. Oh, <laughs> no, see, I got excited. The opposite. I got excited. I, I got very like, 
oh, this is the douchiest thing I've ever heard. No. Because no. I imagine myself saying that and I just can't. So See, I, I, just, I don't uh, say I don't I'm going to strut. I just strut. And ah. that's as a strutter. Just turn around. As, a, as, as someone, who, as like someone who struts. I don't like it. As someone but, who struts. But would, you, would you have been more satisfied if the ending was like a limo and finally it's his limo? <sighs> that would have been almost too Hollywood ending for me. I do like the ending abrupt. Would you have been more satisfied with that? Ending? No. Okay, because good. it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. true to him. Do you no. know, like you still want that idea of like, he's he's made it, but he knows who he is. You know, even though he's surrounded by douche canoes, like he's not one of them. Douche right, canoes. right. I guess that, that was what they were saying with the strut thing. No, I'm just going to do what I've always done, even though I just killed this yeah. fucking performance. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's, That's cool. You know, it's like a rookie. Let me try to do a sports analogy. Yeah, it's like hey, a rookie in any ball. kind of sport getting a touchdown or a home run. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they don't do the huge big dance celebration. Right. They're just like, That's right. I did my job. I'm right. going to well, keep on doing my job. Yeah. I also could see him just like leaving Broadway and New York. And I think really? there's, there's, there's that type. And I think about this sometimes too. It's like, if only I was the kind of person who was happy, like living in the suburbs and having a nice house and yeah. having a quiet life. I, I wonder if 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 maybe I'll taste that success that I that I seek and then be like, all right, I I, I got it. I'm mm-hmm. good now. And then I can just go back because, yeah, to my regular life. Because you always want life. more otherwise. Yeah. I, I heard right. I think it was like Matt Damon was saying, uh, he goes. I, he goes. You only ever imagine the initial success. Mm-hmm. You never imagine that you're. You know. That seems. You know. Accurate. You're turning down. Yep. Uh, you know. A movie for ten million dollars because yeah. you're doing the other movie for twelve. You know what I mean. You only picture like what is it going to be like when I finally get the thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wonder too. Like I wonder for me because I even you know in the last year of me doing comedy like I've there are things that I a year ago was petrified and so nervous to do that now have already become old hat. Like, oh, I'm going out downtown again. I'm going to do another spot at that club. Like, it, within a year, I've gotten that. So it, I think that happens with everything. Are you ready? No. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. We're you, so proud you, of you. You got to perform at the Grizzly Pear? Wow. Not anymore, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. No, but you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, There is something to... Joanne's um, on it today, yeah, no, by this, the way. Right. Sorry, I'm used to being really mean to Bill, so it's just coming Oh, out. and he's so easy to be mean to, isn't he? <laughs> me, me or Bill? Bill, but no. also you. No, but I mean, like, I, it's, it's fine. <laughs> You're I, the Bill of... This, this conversation. <laughs> I was gonna say this conversation. I but. listen. I I recognize the ridiculousness of the things I say often. I know you. I love so, you. I said, Can we you're self aware. <laughs> so yeah, I'm good definitely self aware, but yeah. I also like. I'm Judy. not afraid to to reveal the, the ridiculous side of myself. Quit being all John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make out with my dance. friends. It's just dancing, I just, right? Yeah, it's just dancing. I just want to make out with them. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just dance? Yeah. Um, no, I actually, I. It, it's funny. This is one of those movies that I've sort of missed in my movie watching journey. And I was, I was excited when you said, I was like, all right, we're going to finally so, do this movie. Overall, right? It got mm-hmm. a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is it really a zero? It, it literally re- derailed John Travolta's career. No, I understand. So, but yeah. would you, wh- how would you rank it? Or like, what would be your Rotten Tomatoes rating of this film? That's interesting. It wouldn't be a zero. It wouldn't be, for me, I, it wouldn't be above 50%. I would do a solid 65. I know it's right, not great, right. but like. I would say anywhere from 40 to 60 is a reasonable thing. So I, I. I, as a movie, I, I don't think it's much of a movie. I think the plot is kind of whatever. Yeah. But I like hanging out with 
Tony Monero. As as shitty of a mm. character yeah. he is, no, yeah, he's, he's interesting an interesting, to interesting watch character. And you're rooting for him. And I would watch yeah. him just kind of. Wa- I think this movie is kind of a character study. Yeah. Of this type of character in New York in this time period. And I would have, I'd watch more days of Tony Monero in New York City. But, and also, like, this film is so interesting because it took place then. I would not want to see this film in 2019. No, no. this would be, you just couldn't do it. And if you tried, it would be, oh, it would be terrible. Yeah, no, no, no. It would be depressing because it's too close to my life. (laughs) Wait, you're dancing? No, just, like, (laughs) trying to make it as an actor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, but I I guess, I, I, I get it. I think that's, like, the beauty of this movie is, like, I, none of us are being Broadway dancers, but like, right, we all right. know that that desire and that drive. I definitely empathize with with the story arc for the, sure. The yeah. 2019 version of this movie was is two guys making a podcast and making a go of it, <laughs> and they fall in love. <laughs> Except it's just right on Netflix. It doesn't yeah, yeah. do a big. And studio. I lo- I lose 20 pounds for the movie because yeah. I want I want to look great for the top of the scene. Hell yeah! Yes, yes. Which is which is also like it's like John Travolta's already in great shape and he has to lose 20 pounds to do this movie. Which is that right? Yeah. Is that what happened? It's, that it shower scene was worth it. What dude. a lie! Wow, talk about is. jerk material. That's Jesus. right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I just have to point out the obvious. Joanne uh, likes this movie because she is obsessed with John Travolta. I love in, John Travolta. Yeah, you you would marry this version of John Travolta. Oh my gosh! Yeah, now he's a little old. No, yeah, but like, but gosh. just a permanent this movie. And I will say, when I first saw this movie, I was dating a guy who reminded me so much oh, of wow. this character. Really. Yeah, that I was like, oh my god! So just like a Guido, like a like an Italian, no, an, Ita- an Italian Hell, from yeah. that close family in like uh-huh. you know the North Jersey area. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> performer, so like it kind of it kind of made sense, and I think that's also why I like the film. It just reminds me of simpler times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, well, th- we covered all angles, I think, yeah, of this yeah. movie. I really hope everyone watches. I hope everyone listening will take a look. Yeah, it's, I, it's definitely a movie I, that we're I seeing. would recommend watching this just just for the. I mean, it's it's enjoyable. At least the opening and the closing. It's enjoyable you know, to watch. Watch this movie. the watch those two moments and yeah. the Stallone cameo. Yeah. No, and and the Frank Stallone performances. I love Frank Stallone, man. He's, He's a good like uh, lurky douche who wants to fuck oh, his girl, yeah. and he like, plays the that looks character he gives well. Travolta is yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. He hates yeah. him. Yeah. Is there a problem here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing. But uh, Joanne, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so guys. much. Yeah. And we would have you anytime. This is like amazing. Do you? Uh, is there anything you want to plug? And what do you want to talk about? Um, just definitely check out Morning on CompoundMedia.com. Um, it is a subscription um, site. However, we offer free Mondays. So go to the website on Mondays to check out not only our show, but all shows on the network. Nice. Um, and you can follow me on social media at Joe Nosichinsky on Twitter and Instagram. That's at J-O-N-O-S-U-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. You've done that before. Yeah. Perfect. I've spelt my name before. That's <laughs> Yeah, correct. but you did it uh, better than most. Uh, and uh, yeah, Morning's a great show. Peter and I did it last week or two weeks? Two weeks two ago. Thursdays two weeks ago, ago, yeah. Yeah, two Thursdays. Okay, so two weeks ago. Um, and it was uh, great. Uh, we loved it. And uh, yeah, Compound Media, Mondays. And you guys are Monday through Thursday? Monday through Thursday, uh, 10.30 a.m. Awesome. Nice. And Peter, you got anything, any shows, um, any gigs? I'm actually going to be in Yonkers. Well, this will come out Thursday, and I'll be in Yonkers that, tonight, uh, Yonkers Comedy Club. And then I'm trying to think what else. I think I, nah, I have a private gig on Saturday. Nothing else right now. I'll let you guys know on social media when I have the next. I have stuff coming up, but nothing that I want to, that's right around the corner that I want to plug. 
Is that weird? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'll just do my plugs now. <laughs> yeah. Talk about whatever you want. I don't yeah, sure. Uh, April 24th, the fourth edition of Aggressively Chill Comedy Show at V-Spot Organic on St. Mark's. Uh, Peter hosted the last one. Uh, it was yeah, great. Had a great time. It Wasn't was a great it a show. fantastic show? It was a great we show. sold it out. We're going to try and sell it out again. Uh, it's a free show, two drink minimum. That's at 7 p.m. Wednesday, April 24th. We have TJ Miller headlining. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very excited. A bunch of other funny guys. Me and D- Dean David um, co-produced the show. We have um, Mike Racine on the show. Um, talk about uh, guineas. Um, he's right. he's, he's a great, he's a great, great comedian. Um, and Courtney Reynolds hosting. And then also April 22nd, um, I'm going to be on uh, the stand pop-up show, Frantic, at Rockwood Music Hall. Look at you. With That's Aaron Berg venue. hosting. And yeah, I know. I'm super excited. It's my first time doing... Uh, one of the frantic pop-up shows. So, and Aaron Bird, like one of my uh, favorite comedians in the city. So him hosting that show is going to be awesome. I heard Ari Shafir is going to be on it. The lineup's not set yet, but very excited about that one. That's another free show. So if you want to see me, it's always free. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, that's all I think. That's all I got. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.